0: Hello, welcome everybody to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. It's your host and fellow fan of Scripture, Pastor Josiah. And it's so good to be with you guys, man. If this uh, podcast is helping you, which I've heard uh, some messages, got some messages and some encouragement from those of you out there listening, and that means a lot, and I really appreciate it. Um, the sole intention behind this podcast is to help us Uh, devote ourselves or commit ourselves to the habits of the Christian life. One of the chief among those, um, a devotion to scripture. Okay, so that's what we do here, and I'm so glad you're along for the ride. So today our verse of the day is going to be Isaiah 41, verse 13. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 13, and we're going to look at it in a couple different ways, especially with an eye to context and uh, see how we can uh, deepen our relationship with God and give us some wisdom and help for our Christian life and maybe give us a bigger picture of Christ and his character, okay? So Isaiah 41, verse 13 in the ESV reads, For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not, I am the one who helps you. Right off the bat, man, what a, what a personal, uh, intimate scripture this is. You know, I've got uh, five kids, and this is just putting their faces in my mind. Um, I am the Lord your God. I hold your right hand. And it is I who say to you, fear not. I am the one who helps you. It's incredible close atmosphere, an atmosphere of intimacy that's being developed here between Um, God and his people. The reason why I know um, this is being addressed to actually the people of God is because that's what the context of Isaiah is. Isaiah is one of the major prophets, and he is talking to the people of Israel, God's chosen nation, and he's referring to that nation in the singular, like, um, fear not, I'm the one who helps you. Okay, And so he's holding the hand of his nation, the right hand of his nation. Uh, something to keep in mind as it comes to um, a, lot, a lot of ancient literature, and then definitely the Bible, uh, is the right hand was a, a well-known, say, symbol or picture for strength. Like that, that like most of the world is right-handed, and that was its strong. That was your strong hand, and so God is holding that hand. You know, like your your strong hand, the the hand of honor. Uh, like you hand, you put your right hand out to shake people's hands because of old traditions of that being, you know, your strong hand and a, and a sign of honor to the person whose hand you were shaking. Now, don't fear, I'm left-handed. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I got the microphone in my left hand right now, so there's no prejudice here. But I'm just saying, back in the day, that was the symbol for strength. So that's that's why it mentions the right hand. Okay. All right, now, um, something to deepen already. Already this verse is helping me, you know, think of this picture of intimacy because we know because Jesus died for us and to usher us into the kingdom, the people of God, those who put their faith in Christ, become a part of the commonwealth of God's family. And so uh, we get adopted into the promises that were for Israel. And so we can kind of take these scriptures, as long as we are careful with context and things, we can take these and know that we're included in on them. Not so much that they were to us, you know, of course it was to the people of Israel, but now we get to be included in on it, which is pretty cool. And since we are included, we can know that God is saying that he holds our right hand, that we don't have to fear it and that he is the one who helps us. Okay. And it's that fatherly image, that good fatherly image. But um, I want to know if this verse will help me even more if I look at look a little deeper for some context. And one of the ways right away I know to do that, and some of you have been longtime fans of the show, you know where I'm going with this. Um, verse 13, our verse of the day starts for I, the Lord your God. And so I want to know what is the why is it say for I because that's indicating he's referring to what's come before this. So let's go up just a little bit. You know, of course, the whole chapter would give us, you know, good context, and that's pretty much a good idea at all times. If you love a verse of the Bible, you should look at the whole chapter frequently so you can know what part that verse plays. But just to keep in the confines of our time here, let's go up to verse 11, where it says, Behold, all who are incensed against you, it's an old word for meaning, they are extremely angry against you, shall be put to shame and confounded. Those who strive against you shall be as nothing and shall perish. You shall seek those who contend with you, but you shall not find them. Those who war against you shall be as nothing at all. For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not. I am the one who helps you. Now, come on. That's that's powerful stuff there. It's kind of hearkening back to when God told Abraham, you know, Abraham, the man that God brought, all the nation of Israel from, kind of harkens back to where God told Abraham, those who bless you, I will bless, and those who curse you, I will curse. It's pretty profound. I mean, the creator of the universe has committed himself to be the friend of, of the people that put their faith and their trust in him, and then to stand against those who stand against that person. It's pretty wild. And so in these troubled times, you know, in our culture, I'm, I'm recording this 21st century America, um, biblical Christianity has fallen out of popularity with our culture at large. Of course, there's plenty of Christians here in America and we're certainly not being persecuted like our brothers and sisters are in places in Africa, places in the Middle East, places in Russia and Europe and some other places, but in China. So we aren't being persecuted. In that way, but it's definitely going to cost you socially and in your friendships, and can and can cost you in your work um, to be a committed biblical Christian in America today. And with that in mind, I think this verse is so great to remember that though people like that may hold sway right now, you know, God's got the long view. So it's you know we may have to endure persecution for a season, and you know we're not too good for that. But that being said, we know who wins in the end, and it can almost give us a sense of compassion or yeah, compassion for those who stand against us because if you make the church of God your enemy or if you try to stand against them, you are making the creator of the universe your enemy and that's just not good, you know? And so we can have compassion on those who maybe out of ignorance and or maybe just out of hate and spite have made themselves an enemy of the cross we can have compassion and pray that they would uh, be changed pray that they would throw themselves on god's mercy and receive it as we have all right so i don't know what you're going through today but um uh, just keep these verses in mind isaiah 41 11 through 13 might be especially if some people and or some situation in your life are, are really kind of oppressing you or pressing down on you that might be some good verses to look at today um something i like to do um Is see, can I see Jesus in these verses? You know, Jesus said all scripture points to him in some way. And so I was wondering if I could see a way that this scripture points to him. And of course, um, for I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, Fear not, I'm the one who helps you. I think about Jesus in uh, the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, I can't help but think that it was with these promises and these scriptures in mind that Jesus was able to. Faced the temporary suffering of the cross, tremendously horrible as it was. He faced that suffering because he knew who would win in the end, that it was God who held his right hand even as he went through that cross. Uh, he knew that everyone who was incensed against him would be put to shame and confounded. He knew those who strove against him um, would become as nothing and would perish. He knew that all those who had sought to contend with him uh, would not be found anymore, and those who warred against him would be as nothing at all. And, it, and of course, it turned out to be true. Um, we know that the religious authorities that had Jesus put to death were decimated themselves in 70 AD. I'm not happy about that. I'm not rejoicing over it. I'm just saying we know it happened. And we know that the Roman Empire, who participated in putting Jesus to death, uh, does not exist anymore. Again, not rejoicing over evil, bad things that happened to people, but saying... Um, God is good for his promises. And when he promises to stand against those who stand against his son, he means it. And so all of us can feel, you know, warned by that, but and but encouraged to stay on the right side, no matter what this temporary, no matter how many temporary issues, you know, in the culture we live in right now may go or, or may not go. All right, man, I so enjoyed uh, looking at the scripture with you guys. And I will see you in the next episode.